Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. It's like, oh no, I'm not ignoring you, I'm just looking at the weather. I'm not ignoring you, I'm just making sure what you say doesn't pass through my ears and I'm fine. Yeah, as I look at precipitation patterns. Huh? Weather? Always known as weather. Oh, the weather outside is weather. Oh, uh, I don't even know, man. I don't even wear a watch. Wow, really? Yeah, you well, you I, and KRS-One don't wear watches. That's awesome. What? You and KRS-One don't wear watches. I'm, I'm quoting Paul Rudd from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm quoting KRS-One from the Ogden Theater, 2001, don't around wear watches. October. He that said was he was thing. late because I don't wear watches because the white man says I had to wear a watch. That's why he okay, was three and a half take, hours late to his show. I was, was taking it a little... Like, oh yeah, it's the man's fault. I can't wear a watch. Well, watches are obviously a systematic tool to keep the brother down around everybody. That's why watches were invented. It's a... It, it's uh, it, uh, To keep us down. It's like a time leash to make us slaves. To ah. time. Time slaves. Check my pager real quick. Oh, now one I'm blowing up. Oh, uh, what? That ain't the white man. Oh, uh, what? I got my own plan. Oh, uh, what? I check my pager when I want to. When I want to. But mostly because there's the a... white man says. Not because the white man says. But mostly because there's a clock on it. I don't wear a watch. I don't have a watch because the white man says. That Malcolm was the next thing. We, we just had a hook. Malcolm X had like 10 watches. But not because a white man said so. No, because he, he was trying to keep track of time. <laughs> That's why he had all those watches. They kept shooting one of the watches off, and all of a sudden he gets another watch. It's like, well, I got three more of these watches, and they all say 347. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. It's 347. White man. Boom. What's a Nubian? <laughs> Galactic Civil War? Gentrification! They're all saying black people want to be white on the inside. Well, isn't that true? <laughs> black Rage! Black Rage! You're here to scream Black Rage, I almost pissed myself. What's a Nubian? Bitch, you almost, almost made, made me laugh. laugh. <laughs> Why is Wyatt Ryan bored? What? Looks bored. You can start the show. You can start the show. I really hope we're getting that clock ticking in the background on that one. I don't wear a watch, motherfucker. Fuck. There's a clock on my wall. We started the show? Oh, yeah. You know, the Nazis had pieces of feather that they made the Jews wear. I just like her reaction. She's like, what? <laughs> but you're stealing. And you're bugging your nose in a business that's not yours. Jennifer Aniston. So welcome to Shooting the Gap. Thanks, Doug. Oh, that's the love right there. Yeah. 
Outside of whatever jokes made, I'm going to tell you right now, Ryan Silva deserves that beer. A long heart victory for me. A lot of ups and downs. I deserve the... Ryan actually played in the game. The beer that I was drinking today, Well, I too. felt like I was there rooting for the team on the bench, that's for sure. I was like Trevor Simeon for a second. I was like, yeah! There's nothing I can do about this! Fuck! Look this up for me. Check the injury report for the Denver Broncos this game. Was Brock Osweiler actually on the bench? Because I heard miss or uh, conflicting reports that he wasn't even there. The injury? <laughs> I yes. didn't see him. I didn't either, but they don't show him on the bench ever, so... I didn't see Wade Phillips a, either. I'm pretty sure a, he was coaching. I, the only time I saw him was when he was getting barreled into by Bryant. Just blown up. It was a quick flash. Like, there goes Wade Phillips! Splat! And they just moved. They didn't, didn't worry about his well-being. Was Brock actually on the field Not, today? You know what? This is one of those uh, times that now that you bring that up, I kind of feel like there wasn't a lot of them showing the bench. Left shoulder. Was he uh, active or inactive? I had full practice workloads and are probable for Sunday. He was out. He's okay. Probably active. Um, no, not a big surprise. Not a big surprise. Again, not, um, not a lot of showing of people on the sidelines this game, I noticed. Yeah, fine. Like a weird thing that, that a lot of times you see a lot of guys just kind of like hanging out and shooting the shit sometimes or yeah. looking really intense. Or cheering really, the team on. The only time you re- they really got like sideline reaction was near the end when Shazir was like, "Okay, it's fucking over." And they're showing him. He's like, "Man, I blew this chance. I shouldn't even be out here, but they let me." Blew it. Blew it. Ryan, I'm gonna let you open up into this one. Dude. This is uh this is your wheelhouse right here, bud. Let us let us know where we start with this game, especially the first half of the game. Well, where are we at? Well, you know we at the shooting the gap hate to say I told you so. We're we're not really in your face, per se, about I told you so. But we told you Peyton Manning is not going to be the answer to this offense. I really don't want to hear any excuses like the wind. Because that seems like a pretty shitty excuse. Because I hear that about that guy a lot. Well, he played in a dome. He doesn't have a big arm. Well, I don't feel like any of that shit fucking matters. Because Ben Roethlisberger seemed to throw in it. And I know that guy's got a cannon and all, but he didn't have problems throwing in it. Uh, Guys who don't have velocity on the ball have problems throwing in wind. He doesn't have velocity on the ball because he's hurt. Not because he... He's old. He can't play. He can't fucking play. And now we have to live with it. We have to because they started him. And we said if they start him, you you can't go back to Brock. Not this year. You, You can't do it. If you start him in the playoffs, you can't go to Brock. Because by the time you go to Brock, it'll be too late. Like the game will be over by the time you have to go to Brock. Like the Kansas City game was. Yeah. So, I really felt like Brock was the best guy. And then you could bring that whole 
charge. I mean, that the whole game, barring forget the first half, the whole game it seemed like Steelers receivers were able to get into open space, wide open space, and if Ben Roethlisberger had the time, he was make he was completing passes. I, I really at the end of the day, the stat line says reads pretty similar to what happened when we were in Pittsburgh. They throw for over 200 yards. They don't rush for 100. Kind of a similar stat line. Difference in the game is that fumble. Huge momentum shift. Not one that you could feel, though. I didn't feel like that was a big momentum shift. I didn't. I felt like... Are you sure? Because we stood up and high-fived everybody. and We did. We had were a very good time excited. when that happened. That was a momentum shift. It, it didn't feel like a momentum shift until they started to actually run it down their throats and move the ball. That's when I felt like the Steelers felt like they were on their heels. Because this game kind of seemed like pretty much a game of field position. It just felt like whichever team would put together a drive at the end of this game, that's the team that's going to win the game. And that's pretty much what happened. The Broncos were able to put a drive together with a fortunate, well, a hard play. i got to call Bradley... I gotta call Roby's fumble a hard play. That's a that's a play. That's a, that's a great. He play. made it happen. <clears throat> what our defense has done all that's season. That's what I just said. It's not fortunate. It was a great play. Oh, that's what he just said. My fault. Um, I still didn't feel. I felt like that was awesome and everything. It just it wasn't until we were able to basically run ten yards, bam, ten yards, bam, and keep moving the chains. That's when I felt like the whole team felt the momentum. I didn't feel like... From the turnover. From the turnover, yes. I felt like the turnover was, yeah, obviously part of it. Obviously, you get a turnover that's huge in a game that's that tight. That has no turnovers until... that. that that's tight. That's that tight that you... Once again, we're coming down to whoever puts together a drive. Um, I think, like, that right there was definitely the, you know, turning point. But the momentum was... Huge went the way it builded. It builded the momentum as that drive went on. And that touchdown, I felt, was when all the momentum went their way because the Steelers' offense came on the field and they looked frazzled for the first time. Remember, we were talking most of the game. Was we wanted, we were around Ben Roethlisberger, but he wasn't feeling pressure. He didn't feel like the defense was pressuring him. He, he seemed pretty comfortable. Very little, yeah. So it wasn't really until that touchdown where it was, it was weird. It seemed like suddenly the defense, like that energized the defense, the fumble, then the touchdown. Then that's Yeah, the, it, that's, it turned the momentum of the game. It's, that's, that's, I mean, I feel like that's the thing. It was a built momentum. It wasn't an instant momentum shift. I, that's my opinion. That's all I got to say about it. But it was a huge drive, and I'm glad it ended the way it did. But I still feel like the refs almost fucked us. I want to say this. Still feel like they almost fucked us at the end. That should have been a continuation of the play where Von Miller picked the ball up and ran for a touchdown. Because they kicked that field goal. They get that onside kick and then throw a touchdown. I'm pissed. Because that wasn't a continuation. Ben Roethlisberger's still trying to make a play happen and do the ball backwards. That should have been a scoop and score. We should have won that game by two touchdowns. Pissed off about that, but whatever. Pissed off about that. I'm a little pissed. I feel still. like we could have still got a little screwed. Yeah. Okay. Um, first half was was uh, a bunch of miscalculations. 
drops. Bad play by the defense as far as leaving guys open, wide open on assignment. Uh, drop passes by the offense. Peyton didn't play that bad. He only threw one ball into somebody's hands um, in the second half when he almost threw it to Gay. And I don't mean that in a bad way. That's the guy's name, number 22. His name is Gay. <laughs> no, and and he almost caught the ball and he didn't. Um, our, our problem, like, on the first half was defensively not stopping them in third downs, on third downs, and offensively <laughs> not building any progression through a third down play. None of that. The drop passes had a lot to do with it. A lot to do with it. Um, this was this was that kind of game. You get to the second half, we're struggling, we're struggling, we're down by one point. We are fortunate to have our defense, which has done it all season long, make a play that they made all season long to get that turnover and give us the ball back, and that's the momentum shift that this team has lived off all season long. The turnover, boom, get the ball, go down, score. C.J. Anderson gets his touchdown. We do it. We pull a two-point conversion. And you remember, I was nervous about that. I was like, don't do the two-point. Just kick it and kick off. Don't do it. We run the two-point conversion. We get the fucking conversion. D.T. gets his... His score gets his moment. His mom's there. Congratulations. Happy for that. Gets that going. And then it's just uphill from there as far as we go. Because going uphill is a good thing. Downhill's bad. It depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. It depends on which way you're rolling with the hills. Which, which way do you mean the hill? Good hill, bad hill. But if you're going uphill, you should be progressing. If you're going downhill, you're not. But if you're going uphill, you're fighting an uphill battle. It's hard. If 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 you but if you're fighting downhill, it's easy. But if you if you if you look at your kid and go, your grades are going downhill. That ain't good. That's not good. No, you think you want to go uphill. You want your kids. So either way, <laughs> it was it was a progression of Hills. of of what we needed to do at that point. Um, I'm not. I'm not upset with Peyton Manning's play completely. I'm not. I'm not. <clears throat> One pick he should have thrown. The sack where he fell down. He fell down, got up and hit Emmanuel Sanders for a 25-yard pass. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm about to punch the wall while that's going on. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? You're doing that again? And then, boom, strike, boom, first down, have it Everything's going. The momentum seemed to hit us at the right time. At the right time. Within this game. <coughs> we had 65 yards rushing going into the halftime. We ended up with 115 yards rushing. Between two guys. We didn't run the ball the way we wanted to. We didn't catch the ball the way we wanted to. If, if uh, CJ catches that ball over the middle on a third and five, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then runs for 30 yards. Change or something. If Peyton Manning hits Demarius Thomas on the post route, I think it's like a 15, 20-yard post. If he hits him on that, in stride, touchdown, changes momentum. We dictated how badly this game went, in my opinion. Yeah. In I, my opinion. I think a lot of... We the, could have made this a lot better than we did. A, a lot of this game seemed to hinge on the Steelers making big plays. 
There were a lot of the Steelers. Or games, us not making plays. A lot of the Steelers game was big plays. It, it, it felt like Nance and Sims sort of presume, like, oh, they're just moving the ball against this Denver team. They were! But it was on first and second down and big plays that they were doing that. On third down, they weren't really doing it. And they were calling out the Broncos on not doing anything. They on third beat down. us on third down. We got beat on third down a lot in this game, especially the first half. Twice. From what I'm reading. The first half. Twice the whole game. Oh well, good. I well, know that's I guess, what I was. Well then, whoopity do. <laughs> we were good the whole game. That's my point. It was Jim Nance and Phil Sims beating us. <laughs> that's my point. It. Sure seemed like Jim Nance and Phil Sims made it seem like we were getting destroyed on third down. Well, because they hate us. Well, Because they hate us, guys. Phil Sims just... Him and Chris Collinsworth are very similar in the whole... They're going to talk shit about somebody until they do something good. And they're like, oh man, I told you that, guys. Well, what did they have good to talk about us in the first half? I mean, one thing they had to say good about us. I don't feel like we did a whole lot in the first half or anything. So what are we mad about at that point? I don't know. Well, while the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing outside of their level of play leading us going into halftime and they're supposed to be kissing the Broncos ass when we play like that? I don't agree we should have our ass kissed at all. I think this team plays better when everybody's hating on us. We didn't play good the first half. Mm-mm. We did not play good the first half. DT dropped the ball. Emmanuel Sanders dropped the ball. Benny Fowler dropped two balls. Uh, two balls. <laughs> Um, CJ, dropped, CJ dropped a 30-yard, 30, 40-yard pass that would have broke out, broke out the game at that point. We missed opportunities in that first half to make shit happen. It seems like the similar, uh, as a team, we're playing, in regards to what you're saying about Peyton Manning, whether or not he's better or worse than Brock Osweiler for the team, I'll say this. The team as a whole is playing very similarly in the last, Five weeks. Everybody really about that 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 rate since that Raiders game where it's just like, just, just do your fucking job. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Broncos' biggest problem seems to be they want to be the guy to do the big thing. When if all of them would just be the guys that do their job, they could win these games handily. Handily, we should be able to win these games. All these this games, game, all these games, all these games that are close, yeah. and all these games that we don't, we we barely lose or, or we're barely winning. We're we're it's happening because guys are trying to make plays instead of make the play that or you're do supposed their job. To, you're supposed to make. The play is to get a first down. Catch the ball. You're already past the stick. Catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Don't try and turn up field before you even do anything. Your job Catch is to, the ball. to to cover Darius Haywood Bay instead of giving a forty-five yard reception. Don't jump the route. The follow other route Darius, that's not your guy. To yeah. Follow Hayward Bay to the D part of the field, which you're supposed to do, and we know this because there was already two other defenders in that area. That was Bradley Roby trying to trying to get sneaky and jump a route. That's not something you do with Ben Roethlisberger, as we know, because one thing that dude will do, he will throw a whole throw as a pump. Pump. He doesn't pump halfway. He doesn't pump part of the way. He pumps He huge. throws all the way back, all the way forward, and pulls it all the way back again. Like that. 
like fast. that. He can yeah. throw his whole throwing motion without letting go of the ball. Nobody does that. It's insane. You don't want to do that against him because he'll do that to make you bite, and then he'll watch his guy go. Happens with Antonio Brown all the time. That it happened, happened at least two times Ryan in this game. At least two times in this game. Where a guy's just, after he threw that, uh. there's a couple times he missed people deep, too. Oh, there's yeah. There's guys who were going to be gone. Oh, they yeah. were going to be gone. Just like Manny missed Demarius Thomas for a touchdown in the first quarter. Gone. Absolutely. I mean, just some of these guys, It was just about, it's just about doing your little part of your job. That little catch here. Move the chains there. Don't try and, you know, get too crazy after the play and you end up causing a penalty. It's the same shit. That didn't happen too much today. Kind of happy to see the stupid penalties gone. Yeah. Look we from this team. We've eliminated all of that. That's not part of our repertoire anymore defensively. <coughs> I did almost want to beat my head into the table when I heard Schofield's name called on that. Holy what you God. saw, did, was that holding that egregious? I didn't think so after watching it, but, you know, when that guy's name's involved, I'm going to lose my shit. Like, like within this house, while the game was going on, there was plenty <laughs> of yelling going on, and that was one of the biggest ones. But watching the, the replay of it, I'm going, okay, I've seen much worse holding calls not called in the NFL on other teams in situations like that. Watch him not call holds against Von Miller where he's totally being... All the time. Believe it or not, Schofield played a good game. Didn't he? He did much better this game. I'm not defending him. I'm like jumping in front of a bullet for him. He played a better game today, didn't he? I gotta admit, he did. That one holding call is pretty much the only thing you really got bad from his side. Besides that, Peyton Manning got sacked because... Peyton Manning got sacked because he missed a read Mm -hmm. and got destroyed... And besides that, the other sack that he fell down on the ground, didn't get touched and stood up and threw the ball to Sanders for about 30, 35 yards, came from the left side, not from Michael Schofield. Schofield stepped up today. He did. Um, didn't he? He played a little bit better. There's I'm only saying this because I'm surprised. There, there, there's a couple of times we did see, but you're not going to win every battle. There's a couple of times he did let guys in the backfield, but those guys were playing the run. They were definitely. Oh, they were on the line of scrimmage six, seven, eight. They were loading the, the box. Fuck yeah. The whole game. And Absolutely. I, one thing I thought that was actually masterful by Peyton Manning was later in the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, he started to he started to recognize. He was that pointing these people guys, out individually. He's all. He's okay. Okay. Sweat. He's checking it up. He's going. So and so is my. Okay. No. 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 Hold on. I'm going to redirect you. This guy's playing the mic on this play. Because these guys are, they're shifting around, they're loading up the left side, they're loading up the right side. He's shifting and he's calling, he's he's reversing the runs, yep. as opposed to just checking out of the run and calling a fucking pass play. It finally started working. He was working. reversing the runs. He was checking the opposite side. He was just saying, yep. flip the play. Uh-huh. That's all he was doing. There's a lot of fucking talk, but he was basically saying, we're flipping the play because they're loading the right side, so we're going to run to the left. We're going to give a shot here. You agree with me, I know, on this. we got to have C.J. Anderson in there more, period. Uh, I like him. I like him as a secondary back now. This is pretty obvious. We have 1,500 yards plus combined from our running backs this year. I'd like to have C.J. Anderson in there more. He runs through tackles. Other things, do you want Peyton Manning to start next week? Uh, I do. I think I do. I do. Um, 
Brock wasn't very healthy this week, which isn't really in my consideration. What I what I go back to is what I said in the first place, which is once you start Peyton, that's it. That's what we talked about during games. Once we we talked we, we talked about it before this game happened. Oh, we, we talked, talked about, about it, all about year. it in the wild yeah, card. Absolutely. Going into the playoffs, who do you start? We thought Brock. My my opinion was start Brock if he doesn't play well or if the team needs a boost, you go to Peyton. Once you go to Peyton, there that's it, it is. But we also knew if you make that switch and you start Peyton at this point, it. it's a Peyton show. Absolutely. It's a Peyton show from here on out. He didn't get hit. I mean, he got hit a couple times, but he didn't get hurt. He's healthy. He just got some game time action. I'm comfortable with him being our quarterback. I understand what we're going to do offensively next week. And I don't anticipate it being, you know, to, to sort of not really backtrack, but, you know, I just don't anticipate him playing quite as bad if he, if he doesn't have the wind. I, w- I, I understand with guy because I admit he has less velocity. You put a you put a so, great you put a great post on your Facebook and on the Twitter talking about start Manning when it's cold and windy. This is what you get. And and first half did not look good all around. I know we dropped balls, but he was missing shit. He missed guys. He didn't make the right throws. He didn't make the right reads. He didn't make the right audibles. We didn't bump into great run plays in the first half at all. Nope. It was all a fuck up in the first half. Except for our defense, who was putting not even the, that bad of positions. They just came out thinking they had shit settled because there's no Antonio Bryant. Then they get a reverse. They get a long pass to guys that are wide open, and it changes the whole spectrum of the game. I am not ever going to say I'm sold with Peyton Manning being our quarterback this year at this point, but I want him to start next week. Not much... <clears throat> Chances for us to say anything different. I I agree. Not sold. Uh, <coughs> still feel like he can be benched. Is what he would be at this point. Because um, he's not. You're not gonna sit him or rest him. Oh no. Ain't no sitting well or resting. That. The AFC Championship game or the uh, Super Bowl. So we're, we're well past that. There's no. There's no none of that. If he if he sits, he's done. That's it. Can we so, give can we give a shout out to Brandon McManus? The guy who scored like most of the points today? Absolutely. Five field goals. Five field goals. Five playoff field goals. One of them were fifty, two of them were forty. The rest were shorter. In the wind. And the that halftime field goal right before halftime. That fucker looked bad. You and I were about to punch something. <laughs> we're like, God damn it, it's no you good. went left, I went right, and it was just about to punch shit. Because we're like, there's no way that's good. Then we heard, it's good! We both come running back in the room like, oh yeah, it is good. <laughs> Thanks for the replay. All right! We're all like, are you sure? <laughs> they might want to look at that again. Because if you're looking at the, if the goalposts are in front of you, if the, the uprights are in front of you, it went swooping to your left. And then went right back right, and it looked like it wasn't good. And then it it was. It was. Brandon McManus saved us during this game. Our defense eventually saved us. Our defense put us in the position for us to save ourselves. They also put us in a position to be... There were some bad plays in that first half. Mm-hmm. I'm freaked out about Chris Harris Jr. being injured. He's not going to play next week. Any more than like 15-20% is what I'm hearing. They're going to start Bradley Roby. Bradley Roby is directly involved 
with two of those big passes because he just runs off his man. Runs off his coverage to go jump something else and all of a sudden, boom, 40, 50 yards. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, Edelman's going to be shadowed by Keeps Elite. And who's going to cover Gronk? You know we're. Just I'm not gonna, worried about. I think we're going to have guys. to get. We're going to have to get. You're going to have to do what you do to beat Tom Brady, which is get interior pressure. You need to get pressure up the middle of your of, of the pocket. Period. Very good point. When I went to go to the gas station after the game, listening to 104.3, Sandy Clef talking to uh, T.J. Ward, and he said, "What do we have to do to beat the Patriots next week?" Two words. Two words is what T.J. Ward said. Hit Brady. Mm-hmm. We need much more pressure on Brady than we had this week. I'll tell you this much, though. Much more pressure. The, the offensive line pressure. for the uh, New England Patriots, Ooh. it's not as good as this offensive line for, for the Steelers. The Steelers, the one thing the Steelers have always done, always, you want to talk about running and the game plans and their defense, and you know what the Steelers have always been known for? A great offensive line. And they two things. Always. Two things. Always. That Steelers team has linebackers and offensive linemen. Thank you, sir. Because my next thing was going to be they have great linebackers and they have a great offensive line. Always. We're not going to face that again. For the last 65 years. <laughs> since since our dads were kids bitching at people. There's not going to be the same shit uh, position-wise, personnel-wise, when we play the New England Patriots. Not nearly as good of an offensive line, not nearly, and their linebackers are not the same. Their wide receiving core ain't good, as good. That's moving on past that, but absolutely, we're not going against like uh, Martavis Bryant is a freak. He's going to be a fucking Pro Bowl receiver, if not next year, definitely the year afterwards. We number eleven, he'll be good. Darius Hayward Bay. I have no excuse for how that fucking asshole was able to make that play. That's a that's a that's a. Fucking defensive breakdown that gives him an opening. Besides that, doesn't happen. Also, doesn't happen. Brady doesn't keep plays alive. It's not what Brady does. Brady throws it to a spot. He throws it to a guy he trusts, and he puts it on point. That's what Brady do. So that's not something because of what you said. We're not going to have to worry about him because they don't have an offensive line like that where he can just sit back there and. Shuffle two feet this way, forward a little bit, and then make a throw. It's not the same thing for Tom Brady in behind that New England offensive line like it is for Ben Roethlisberger with that offensive line. Also, you put one hand on Ben Roethlisberger, that's not enough. Oh, no. You don't tackle Big Ben with one hand. That's the biggest body of quarterback in the NFL. And you don't, you don't tackle him one-handed. <clears throat> Thank you. You don't tackle him one-handed and... Brady, though, you can tackle Brady one-handed. Matter of fact, you put a hand on him, he kind of starts to cover the ball. He's a little bit of of Manning syndrome. He came up in that era. uh, I I don't know what it is about. I think Roethlisberger, for lack of a better term, is tougher and and more stubborn. I think think he's more stubborn. He won't just go down. He wants to. Well, he's (laughs) far, far. Played on that. He's gonna get surgery in like three days. Yeah. Watch, the, after this, he'll be in surgery and be in a sling. Be like, yeah, I can't move it for the next three months. I gotta do Because the doctor said. Because the doctor said. To. But I fucked that doctor. I could rape if I wanted to. I mean, I could throw footballs if I wanted well, to. Well, luckily, we don't have to worry about that. They won't be winning a Super Bowl. So, South 
Florida, you are safe again. You're welcome. We're going to talk about this game later on. I'm interested to see what, uh, not this game, but the predictions. I'm interested to see what Ryan is thinking about this. Can we just talk about Green Bay and Arizona real quick before we get to Oh, yeah, we got to gotta cover everybody else real quick. Let's talk about that amazing Hail Mary game. 32. The amazing, it was a great game. It was, it was you know what? It was By actually, far the best game this week. It was actually like, kind of how I thought that game would go down in the first place. You thought it would go down with a Hail Mary well, pass? Uh, obviously, okay. no, not to <laughs> I said kind of. I did say kind of. I'm clarifying, brother. I'm clarifying. Obviously, I would not predict a Hail Mary that sends it into overtime. <laughs> to find Larry Fitzgerald wide open for seven. If I was going to do that, I would be definitely a betting man and be putting money on things. We would be doing this show on a much larger scale. From my mansion, from my gambling winnings. No, but uh, I did. I did think it would be a lot closer. I didn't think it was going to be another walk in there and blow them out. But I really did feel like the Cardinals would probably show like a little bit more dominance and wouldn't show as much weakness. They seemed a little weak at times. Um, seemed like a mental fatigue for them. Is it because they're playing Green Bay? A team they just beat by 30 points. I'm wondering if that's the case. Because to me, it seemed like they had mental fatigue. It didn't seem like they were being beat. It didn't seem like they were getting dominated in any particular way. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers did, which is what we said last week. Aaron Rodgers is the wild card on that team. He is still Aaron Rodgers. He just didn't have nobody to throw to. And then he lost even more people to throw to, which was fucking insane. Because he stayed in... Because that was early in the game, and I don't remember number eighty three's name, but he made him a player. Janice, Janice, good call. He's gonna be on the team next year because of that game. Period. He's gonna be in the fucking rotation of receivers yeah, next season because you can't keep James Jones anymore. He old. It's just, it just not gonna happen. It didn't work out for him when you put him on a, on on Peterson. There was no chance, no chance, and there was plenty of bad throws, bad looking throws. From Aaron Rodgers when he was trying to get at James Jones on that. But much love and snaps to Larry Fitzgerald, a guy that we both love and respect. That guy is the man. And I think I've liked him since since both that probably the, the, the season where they went to the Super Bowl and faced the fucking Steelers. I liked him since then. And after he caught that one touchdown up the middle, he's been my guy. I love that guy. I've, I've been a fan. I've been, of, a, I've been a fan of his ever since that that play in the Super Bowl where he I've just caught it right of, up the middle and gone. Outran everybody, and I was well, like, dude. I've been a fan of Larry shit. since NCAA football 2004, <laughs> when he was on the cover of the video game, and that's when you were and, just dominating and, that and, game. Well, I tried to find him. He wasn't on there. He was. He got kicked to Madden. You can't be on the cover of the NCAA game and play in the game. But it's it's more about when people talk about good people, good men, ambassadors of this game. Peyton Manning comes to mind because that's what gets shoved down our throat all the time about mm-hmm. who's amazing. Larry Fitzgerald is every bit that guy. Mm-hmm. Every bit that guy. When they say there's not that there's not that many guys out there that are that good of people, Larry Fitzgerald is that good of a dude, and he's a fucking beast. Watching him in the Super Bowl against the Steelers, the same time you're talking about, holy shit, how could you not come to the forefront and be a fan 
of Larry Fitzgerald. When the, the Cardinals haven't been in the playoffs that much, and when they are with him on the team, who do they go to? And he does it repeatedly. Every three year, times, because that's last, when they get in the playoffs. In the but, last three years, too, it looked like he was slowing down, looked like he was going to be calling it quits soon. He just keeps making plays like yeah. you do. So I remember last year, we were talking about it. Remember this? Last year, we were going, how come Larry Fitzgerald is not getting the ball? They were on TV a couple times. And then his dad wrote a letter or a Twitter or something like that. And the same thing happened. Then all of a sudden, well, let's just get him the ball. And then boom, 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 success. Boom, 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 success. Boom, 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 success. Amazing player. One of the best wide receivers in the history of the NFL. Best catchers. I mean, hand catchers. Just get the ball right here. 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 He doesn't drop passes. He does not drop shit. And his hands are huge. And his heart is huge. And his head is huge. He's got a big-ass head. But the dude can run. The dude can make plays. When he caught that ball in overtime, we thought he was going, didn't we? I thought he was gone. I'm thinking if they didn't utilize him as much as they did in the second half, that he probably was gone because he just looked like he ran out of steam around the 15. Kind of like, ah. He's 33. (laughs) Eventually you're going to get tired. (laughs) Especially when you were getting just abused in the second Uh half because you were getting thrown to like every other play. I think uh, I think so, you're right. I think they went to halftime. They said, "Well, just throw the ball to Larry Fitzgerald." And it worked out. In the second half, I think he had 170 yards receiving and a touchdown. The game-winning touchdown. The game-winning touchdown. I Can we just say that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL real quick? Yeah, he's still. Is he still? I think he's still. I think he's still too. That, that Larry pass, Fitzgerald. that pass for the the Hail Mary was Watch it again! He rolls out, he's gonna get killed, and he flips his hips! He flips his hips! He flips them and throws that ball 55 yards in the air, right where he needs to go. 83, the kid that's gonna be on the roster next year because of that game, makes the catch. Best quarterback in the NFL. The great ones make the other ones around him great. He did that that day, but they just came up short. Too many injuries on the Green Bay Packers this year for them to the fact really that they, contend in that conference. I agree, and the fact that they even got. This close to the NFC Championship game is a testament to uh, Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, those guys that keep that team going. Um, Carolina, Seattle, what do you got? Um, it shouldn't have been that close at the end. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> Carolina, uh, see, it's weird. Most other teams are looking to go home. When they walk in the locker room, thirty-one to nothing. Pete Carroll's incredible about getting guys. He brings that college thing, intangible. It's a good way to, to put the it. NFL. College thing. I'm with you. Yeah, college thing. Where you can go to a locker room in a room full of guys who are getting their ass kicked and go, guys, they scored thirty-one. All we have to do is score thirty-two. We just, just gotta shut them down. Don't let them score another point. We'll score thirty-two. Fucking game's over, right? We win. Okay, if they can score thirty-one, we can score thirty-one. We can take this shit to overtime. It's hard to get grown-ass men pumped up to believe that kind of shit because we all, as we get older, get a little more jaded, a little more cynical. It's hard to believe anything. Huh? Even 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 an NFL superstar. That's how we all go. But they believed it, didn't they? But they believed it, and they came close. They came close. Now, I believe that that whole we're done thing would have happened had they just, okay, well, 
one more touchdown and Seattle probably would have been like, fuck. That's, that's wind out of your sails. That's all that momentum that from those two touchdowns that you got early in the first, second half. Gone. So real, real quick, what did you think that that uh, Carolina was thinking at that point? Because my, my thought was, you have the head above the puddle. Stomp it in there. What were they thinking? Were they thinking just don't lose? I think they at that point they were playing not to lose. I think they felt like, it seemed like they were playing like time was on their side. So, and it was. There was when you're up when you're up when you're up, pretty much four possessions at the minimum. Um, yeah, time is on your side. Five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're four minimum. Yeah. Yeah, you, minimum you of two four. If you go to the two point conversion, bam, 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 all the way down. But yeah, I mean, you're you're down a minimum of four possessions. You have to score at least two touchdowns per quarter. When you couldn't do anything in the first half, it seems. It seems insurmountable, and I think Carolina sensed that a little bit, and just kind of. Carolina's kind of a fun-loving team. They kind did of they like play just, not to lose, in the second half. Uh, yes, I think so too. I, I think they I, they definitely there wasn't the the. Uh, the play calling went from being wow. incredible to being. Very like, predictable. What the hell is that? Very because predictable. The, obviously, Seattle knew that shit was going to happen. Yeah. So. It they was took like the they ball. Just didn't adjust. They took the ball out of Cam's hands, in my opinion. They 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 handed it off and let it go that way instead of letting him make moves out of dive option action would have been huge. And that just am I handing it off? Am I running it? Am I throwing it? They they ignored that completely. They stopped going long too. They they stopped oh, throwing yeah. it. They stopped throwing oh, a yeah. deep pass. There was no threat of going deep, and All, you can't do that against that team with Cam Chancellor. Mm-hmm. They are lucky there's only 15 minutes in a quarter Yeah, for the way that that went down. And I think we can get through this one real quick. Uh, New England and, and, and Kansas City. Ryan, please. Just didn't play the same. Kansas City didn't play the same that they've been playing for the last, well, 10 weeks. Last 10 weeks. 10, 11 weeks. 10, 11, yeah. Uh, they just haven't been. They didn't play the same. They weren't the same team. They couldn't yeah. do anything running the ball. You ain't doing anything running ball. You know Alex Smith ain't gonna bail your ass out. Yeah, that's that's my point. Two and words. Defensively, couldn't get to Tom Brady. You don't get to Tom Brady, ain't gonna happen for you, man. Okay, I guess two points. Um, Tom Brady didn't have to wash his uniform in that game. Huh. After that game, my other point would be two words. Alex Smith. Okay, moving on. High fives. Alex Smith. I've been right about Alex Smith since 2004. We got our Pro Bowl snubbies. <laughs> A list of guys that we believe should have made the Pro Bowl. I'm going to preface this by saying after viewing the Pro Bowl roster and viewing those who I think would make the Pro Bowl, it's kind of more of a, there's just not enough room to put guys on the team, to be honest with you. Uh, they're just... You're gonna Especially get, with the with the love you get just for being the name, yeah. In, um, in the Pro it's, Bowl, it's it's it's. I was looking at the Pro Bowl roster. It's hard to kick any of them guys out, to be honest with you. So it doesn't seem, doesn't seem it's like stacked with unfair. Uh, I'd say guys who just have a big name and didn't play for shit. So I think that's kind of a good thing. Uh, I'll put an honorable mention slash five five B for Malik Jackson for the Denver Broncos. Um, didn't make a huge ton of impact plays per se, but he is an impact in the game, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um, number five, 
Andy Dalton, who was almost competing for the MVP until he busted his damn thumb. Snow. No love. No, no love, love for Andy Dalton. He's no getting it's, it's one of those instances of getting hate for your name and your past. But once again, you look at the people who are in, it's the same thing. Talking about not enough room. Uh, number four, Doug Baldwin. If he'd played uh, better in the first half of the year, if Seattle had played better offensively, mm-hmm. he would probably be in. I agree. Um, so Doug Baldwin has played an amazing second half of football, didn't play uh, a good first half. That's what hurt him probably the most. Number three, same issue, same problem, similar issue about the team. Uh, Jordan Reed, who's a fucking stud, came in at the end of the season and really got in with uh, into the rhythm in Washington and became part of that fucking uh, really what made Washington get to the fucking playoffs in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Rashad Jones, second in tackles in the league, not going to the Pro Bowl. That is fucking shocking to be that much of a playmaker and not be in the Pro Bowl. Comes down to the whole fucking name thing. Uh, well, plus, number one guy. Plus, plus, you talk about safeties. You know, guys are going to get the love in Seattle, obviously. Those guys are automatically taking two Nowadays, the, the, the people of Seattle that think that they are overlooked all the time <laughs> you're not. Because your guys took <laughs> fucking names, took took spots for their name already. Oh, yeah. For past reputation. So, not saying they didn't have a bad season, not saying they're not great safeties, but that's a great safety who made a lot of tackles, doesn't even fucking get the Absolutely. backup nod. Absolutely. Uh, and then number one, Allen Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars had a fucking incredible year. 13 touchdowns, over 1,100 yards of fucking receiving. Almost 1,200 yards receiving. Not making the Pro Bowl, but I'm thinking if he has a similar year next year, he might just sneak in there. Pretty good guy. Make sure you get him on your fantasy team next year. Yeah, no doubt about that because that team's going to improve with a quarterback who's improving and a wide receiver core that is young and up and coming, fast, physical, big hands. You get the Allens on your team. Period. One of them. Period. Burns, Robinson. Those guys are fucking playmakers. It's the only guys they throw the ball to. Let me do some homer shit. My number five, Derek Wolf. Um, I like his game. Out four games, but he dominated plenty of games. He uh, did a pretty good job today, too. If Oh, yeah. He, of course he did. If you, if you watch what the Broncos do defensively, Derek Wolf is a very important part of that. He should be a pro bowler. Period. Number four, Allen Robinson. And that's only because of the list of names. That's it. Um, didn't he lead the league in in yards? or, or No, Not he didn't. Yards. But he was pretty damn close. He was in 1,846 yards like like uh, Antonio Bryant was. But the dude... His all-purpose yards? Had catches and his all-purpose yards were... His all-purpose yards were really all high because he returns kicks. Too. Returns the kicks. And more so because... When they call Antonio Bryan a punt returner, he doesn't do it all the time. He does it when they need him to. Yeah, he, they usually like him inside the 20. Uh, yeah. Antonio Brown, that is. They, they like him inside the 20 because he can break off a tackle and make it a not inside the 20 anymore. He turns it into 20, 
25, 30-yard line. And with that level of space within the field, he misses the chance of getting hit like that. He, he, he avoids that. Number three, uh, Darby, cornerback for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. A lot of good defensive backs in the NFL right now, and he's one of them. He got screwed over. It's it's unfortunate that that's I was looking goes. back at it, and the only thing that Darby lacked was the picks. Um, he allowed fewer big plays. He just didn't get the the, the money the plays. money number the, the money same number, that, which is interceptions, which uh-huh. is the thing that's keeping Steve Atwater from being a freaking Hall of Famer, or Chris Harris Jr. from being a Pro Bowler or an All Pro for the last two years up until exactly. this year, because people just don't throw at him. It, it's it's that's how good of a player he is. That guy's a stud. He's a stud. Plays for a, a cold weather team, cold weather. Elements and makes plays. Darby O'Gillis? Totally great show. Number two, Delaney Walker. I'm going to take my uh, my <laughs> Pro Bowl tight end that was drafted by my best friend here, Ryan Silva, and to help him. me out. A free agent wired him. <laughs> when I was in South America, he got the guy for me, and he, he got me basically into the championship round of my fantasy football league. He's the best player on his team as far as catching the ball. No, he's the best player on his team offensively. Mariota's Mariota's not there yet. most athletic. Mariota's not there yet. He's not. He's just the most athletic. He knows who to throw the ball to. He knows who to throw the ball to. Number one is Malik Jackson. I I don't care. Guess what? Guess what? Guess how much money he's going to sign for this year? Lots? None? More than the Broncos are going to be able to give him. Probably. Seems like he's going to be playing somewhere else for a lot of money. Based off of Friday's move of signing Derek Wolf, it sounds like it's uh, that's who they chose. Seems like we put our eggs in one basket, in and it Wolf wasn't basket. Malik Jasket, Malik Malik Jasket, Malik Jackson. Doesn't seem like he I was think that's the one a shame because I thought between the two, I would have wanted Malik Jackson. I like what Derek Wolf does; he's the man. But I, I would have liked to wait until the season ended, get him in the same room. And make them and fight with talk. a broken pool cue? Oh. Well, that's part two. <laughs> part two is like, you know, the Joker in Dark Knight. We haven't tried it out. <laughs> <laughs> Do it like that. Nah. That's right. Uh, Malik Jackson's going to be a big signing this, this offseason. No matter where he goes. No matter where he goes. Number one, Malik Jackson. Doug? Homer. Well... After the slew of celebrity deaths we've endured. Rest in peace, Betty White. <clears throat> Shut up! I mean, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, much like uh, last week I was struck by David Bowie in a very emotional way. Uh, Gonzo, you were struck by Alan Rickman. Much more so. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a metal fan. I love Lemmy. I love David Bowie. I love The Goblin King. But Alan Rickman made me cry. I it it really it touched a nerve. It, it broke me down. That was very very sad. So we're doing top five Alan. I Rickman. cried on the phone with Doug. Hmm? I did. That sucks losing our favorites, right? Yeah. That's how you know you're getting old. That's also how you know who your favorites are. Right. <laughs> like, Sometimes you don't like, know that they're that much of your favorites. And I liked like, him this much. I loved him so dearly, and he's dead. Really, I got a call. Oh, I forgot mother. Natalie Cole died. I was like, like, like all right. I didn't. <laughs> like, way to go. 
That's how you your... knew she wasn't one of his favorites. Way to sing your dad's songs. Uh, same thing. <laughs> that was rude. Uh, who would like to go first? Doug. Okay. Uh, Doug's going first. Word, we're like saving that. yours for last. Because oh, touch okay. your brother's heart. Uh, my, my honorable mentions are uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Honorable mentions. Nice. Hmm. Um, That's why we did it, Ryan Silver. You were asking me, I was trying to figure it out. That's why. <laughs> I was trying. He said something, I was like, well, I don't know what your list is going to be. Because I was still defensive. He did get a little defensive. It was still hurting my feelings. <laughs> Here we are. I like it. Um, my number five... Dogma. Um, just the scene when he's talking about, like, you think you've got it rough? I had to tell a kid, like, he was going to, like, die for, like, ingrates. When and he's talking about Jesus. He goes, because his father's, like, he couldn't even, like, withstand his father's voice. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not just like, oh, he had no dick, ha, ha, what are you going to do? He was that fish. But, like, when he's describing, like, how he had to talk to Jesus, it's fucking rough. Man, oh, I think man. that I think that scene is one why I why I picked Dogma. It wasn't just because my Kevin Smith fans, yeah. not just because you know whatever. No, because that that's a I'll shut up real quick. But that's a well written movie, and he delivered it. Delivered it. That's it. That part was well written. The whole thing was. I thought yeah. the movie was pretty well written. Um, once again, big like emotional turn for one of Alan Rickman's. Characters that he'll always be remembered for. Uh, of course, I had to have one of the movies on here. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two. It's the one where you finally like Snape's allegiance kind of gets revealed. Um, and uh, I'm gonna assume since it's a sports show and the movie's been out for a couple years, I can just spoil it. Yeah. But that's when you find out, like you know, he always was in love with Lily Potter and. You know, he was in league with Dumbledore to kill him to you know cement his place in the Death Eaters to um, stop Voldemort. Like, it was... Harry finally kind of figured out, like, whose side Snape was on, and, and Snape was always one of my favorite characters. This sounds really tough to watch. You must be like, oh, 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 oh. I never yeah, watched like, them. Yeah, parts one and two. Like, <laughs> Deathly Hollows were... When it all starts coming together, it's like, ooh, shit. Um, you didn't see it? Uh, I... No, I didn't. Just realized I wrote his name at the top, so I thought I'd pick six. Um, can I get out of there that way? I know. Go number one, Alan Rickman. Doesn't make any sense. Um, number three, Love Actually. Um, Gonzo, you and I talked about it. You didn't get a chance to see it. Um, but I do think it's a kind of a guy romantic comedy. Um, very British. Gee, what a shock. I like it. <coughs> but he plays a, uh, a very well-meaning asshole. <coughs> well-meaning assholes. I'm a well-meaning asshole. No, but like, I would loves, like to think he loves that his I am wife, too, but I'm told I'm not. He loves his wife, but like, he cheats on her. It's like, it, it's hard to describe if you don't see the movie on how he acts with uh, Emma Thompson. Is it Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I checked it out. I didn't watch it. Right. Um, but yeah, like it. It was weird seeing him like in a romantic comedy. Um, I think that's kind of why Love actually stands out to me on that one. Uh, number two, Galaxy Quest. For fuck's sake, by Grabthar's Hammer. Um, playing the, like, Leonard Nimoy um, analog was yep. really fun 
for me to watch. Uh, also, it's just a fun movie. Um, it's fucking awesome. It is. <laughs> I love that movie. It holds Sam, up. If you haven't seen so, it, it's pretty underrated. Watch it's, it again. Yeah. Some people got Sam Rock, it. When it came Sam out, Rockwell as the, as the red it. shirt the entire movie. Yep. He's like, I'm going to fucking die. Um, and then, of course, number one is Breakout Role, Hans Gruber. Uh, die Hard. I, I talked to, you know, Gonzo, and I said, the, the two lines, when you, you think of Alan Rickman, and I know that we talked about uh, uh, Robin of Men and, uh, Men and Tights, uh, Prince of Thieves, <laughs> but like we talked about, you know, and we talked about it on No Applause, where it's like you can hear him go like, John McClane, or Mr. Potter, or if you are a big Family Guy fan, when he leaves a message for himself on his phone. Yeah. Hello, Alan. Yeah. This is Alan. Yeah. Um, that's my list. I, I would imagine probably going to be some amount of same. We're probably going to have a little bit of overlap, I hope. Um, I would, too. That's why, like, Ryan said, should we change it up? No, I'd, I'd go because your, <laughs> list, would do. your list be probably better than mine. Uh, number five. You know, he says that every week. Well, because your guys' lists are pretty good. Yeah, because he's right. Like, yeah, he's right. You need to do the list for us. Tell us what. There's a couple of times you need to find that you need to look on who Diane Weiss is. Dude, you are, you are like a, the bit of the carpet underneath that we don't know that's there. Then all of a sudden, bah! Ah! rules. Uh, number five, my Sweeney Todd. I like that movie very much. So he plays a pretty good bad guy in that movie as well. What with Johnny Depp? <laughs> yeah, you don't was like he that in movie? that? He's like the main antagonist for a bad guy in that movie. He's the bad guy. Fuck. Alright. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh I you wasn't know, I'm not I'm not much I'm not much into like musical musicals. But right. that one for whatever reason I I don't know, I kinda like it. It's kinda like a dark musical, which maybe that's why I like it so much. Uh number four, Galaxy Quest, obviously. I like to see him doing something like way different. It was like a just and then like him fighting with Tim Allen was just really funny. It was just great because it's like a way different role, and obviously it's a spoof on you know Star Trek, and it's just kind totally. Of, and you and you know that Tim Allen's supposed to be William Shatner, <laughs> and he's supposed to be Leonard Nimoy, mm-hmm. and he wins in every single argument. <laughs> it's like you got nothing, dude. Back up because you're getting beat. Because I'm Alan Rickman. Sorry. It's Sorry. fucking badass. It Sorry. is a good movie. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, a, it's a fun fucking If you haven't movie. seen it, fuck you. Let's check it out. Huge, huge, great cast. It's Sigourney Weaver, Missy yeah. Pyle, watch uh, it again. Enrico Cantaloni. I know I'm horribly not saying his last name right. But watch it again. Great uh, adventure movie. Number two, Dogma. I didn't just, obviously, I love that movie in general, but I thought he was awesome to play the voice of God, which was badass. Not a he voice that voice I would think. Yeah, voice of guy. Not, not yeah, a voice. Yeah, not, not a voice that you would think with the voice of guy would be, but kind of awesome. What's he like? Actually, I would be funny. okay if that was the voice of I God. I think I would too. If I heard that, I'd be like, well, of course you are. <laughs> Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Nail me to a cross. Sorry. <laughs> Number two, for sentimental value, I watched this movie over and over and over and over again. All summer long, a couple summers in a row, doing nothing with my brother and sister, wasting our childhood, watching Robin Hood. 
three or four times a day. <laughs> three or four times a day? Oh, God, probably at least twice a day. Is that where you get your weird love affair with Brian Adams? No. Yeah. He, he was not wearing it. He where... made other music, Doug. And Is that where you got your weird love affair that. with Kevin Costner? A little bit, yeah. Does he have a love affair? I'm, I'm, I'm just I did Remember what I said I would do with my Powerball billions? Oh, fuck Kevin Costner. Fuck Kevin Costner. <laughs> He's like, I would grab baseball bats and jump them up Kevin Costner's boo No, he would build a baseball field. <laughs> oh my god, really? And move up to Aspen. Buy property right by Kevin Costner's Dude, property. If, if I would Build a baseball field and wait for him to come by on one of his horses one day. Have a catch. And ask him if he wants to have a catch. And somehow I felt like a dick. When really? I asked, when Doug's like, well, I would build an Iron Man suit, yep. and you would build a baseball field. What an asshole. God, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, Robin Hood. I had, I mean, he plays an awesome bad guy in that as well. And I think he's pretty fun to watch in that movie. His death scene is great. Just, and, and it's like, and, uh, and, and actually, you're doing Paul Rubens from Buffy, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it's pretty goddamn close. It's, yeah, it's, it's not that far <laughs> off. No, it's not that far off. Uh, number one, Die Hard. Because Hans Gruber rules. Well, I mean, even if when you think about like when he and, and John McClane are like hanging out before like McClane puts it together. Like, just that whole, like, 20 minutes, you're just kind of like, oh, shit, like, what's going to happen? But I did not like his American accent in that. No, it was the weird. the only thing I never liked accent. that he did. When he did the American accent, and said, ah, like, he would laugh all sly. It was weird. Like, it, was, that, how, it was like... That's how I know John McClane knows you're a bad guy, because your accent sucks. Because he was just like... Just at that point. He's like, hey, cowboy, how are you? Yeah. It's, Y'all. It's, it's over-enunciated, but I think it was done on purpose. Yeah. It was part of the the plot and the story. Uh, Hans Gruber is iconic. Not, not, not a master of improv, obviously. No, no. No, no. No, no. No, no. no, no, no. He, did, he did not yes and. Number five. Sheriff of Nottingham. Um, I got I to gotta go there. Just because there's got to be some stuff in front of them. Um, why a spoon, cousin? Because it'll hurt more. It'll you hurt. Twit. Cancel Christmas. He's the he's the most evil dude in the world until you see him later on. My first memories of of Alan Rickman are, are Robin Hood. It doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess it makes sense when you're like 10, 10 or eleven. You haven't remembered Die Hard fully. At that point? No. Um, I remember that he was in it, but I... He was so evil in that movie. He was so evil. He was so easy to remember. Every time he popped up after that, he was the sheriff of Nottingham. Who played Will Scarlet in that? Was that, um... <laughs> fucking... Christian Slater? Christian yeah. Slater. I don't know why I just thought of that. I was just like... I know why it With happened. This terrible accent. Because, I was like, you should have given up just like Kevin Costner. Kevin was like, well, I can't do an accent, so get him too. Then it'll look like it's not as bad. Hey, me and Gleaming the Cube over here will be great. Get Christian Slater to do his his English accent. Then you'll be like, you got Field of Dreams and Gleaming the Cube over here doing English accents. All the rest of you do your thing, little John. 
Go ahead. It'll be fun. Uh, number four, CBGB is a cool movie. Yeah. He plays a good part. It's the the old guy broke down um, coming up about to die do do the whole deal. Um, I haven't thought that movie in a long time. Yeah, me neither, but I remember him in that. If you were to watch... I forget the movie, the, the American made movie about working in a record store with Liv Tyler. Uh, Empire Records. It's 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 similar to that, even though it's way different. Just the aspects of the that aspect, yeah. Aspects and characters are didn't have about didn't have it though. Yeah, very few movies have war. Number three, truly madly deeply, and I put Which that out talked, there because we talked about off air, yeah. We did, and I watched that with my mom, and that's um first time that she said that that's the guy from Robin Hood that <laughs> I remembered him I was like oh no shit he's not trying to stab nobody good stuff he's just an amazing actor number two Hans Gruber man it's Hans Gruber number one is then it, it has to be the Metatron is amazing number one is the Metatron I am blown away by that part of the movie just because he is the most accomplished actor in that movie, by far, and he kills it. Thank you, Doug, for breaking down when he sits there and talks to Bethany, Bethany about what they had to go through to get to that point. And you feel it, because that movie, some say that Chasing Amy is the crossover where it becomes serious for Kevin Smith, where he, where he delves into... Real drama, emotion, drama yeah. film, as opposed but to yeah, dogma, like dogma was hilarious, and then it gets to that point, but it's still funny going on. Where if if I was to find out that I was the last scion of Jesus Christ, I would love to be mocked by Alan Rickman, and then be coddled and hugged by him at the end of it. Well, Just it, to be known, what he went through to to bring you what he's having to do now, because that's what that that's what that meant to me, was what his character had gone through to be there and just be like please, because without saying please, that's what he's doing in that scene. Yes, he's just saying, ignore this, ignore that. We had to go through five atoms till we figured that out. This is what it is, and it's it's heartbreaking. That that scene is incredible. And, and you get and you get the sense at the end that he's happy. He gets to do like a good thing by giving Bethany the child, not yeah. necessarily yeah. him specifically. But yeah. you, like you, they have that they have that relationship in the movie where you can tell that he's it like, comes he goes, here. He goes, Oh, there's no death and pestilence, and I don't have to like yeah. do something horrible or give some like horrible news. Like I did to Jesus, like I can do a good thing. He brings there's a the happy life. ending through Jesus. Well, Alanis Morissette through ow ow, and then boom, there it is. It's it's there. An incredible character. Yes, an incredible character, done by a director who slapsticks the shit out of everything. Mm-hmm. And, and does that so well. It's amazing that he's in that movie wearing a prosthetic, fake Dickless penis thing, thing and, and, and going with it, yeah. you know? Now, oh, you and you bottom feeders always think about trying to get in your neckers. 
That shit I'm is hilarious. And then go and drink tequila. He goes, hence the spitting. I it's, forgot about the spitting. It's fucking beautiful, dude. That he might have better acting credentials within other movies, within with on stage overseas, and and the uh, the the love and the credit that he had already accrued. I love that. I love that movie. I love Alan Rickman and Dogman. Good pick. Are you picking? Who you got, Ryan? Arizona. Carolina. In Carolina. Who do you got? Well, I decided this week to go with the Arizona Cardinals. In In Carolina? In Carolina. Hmm. You chose poorly. We'll see. Um, they took Arizona. Because I don't know who that was, but I'm sure he acted on stage in Europe. The guy that was the Knight Templar in Last Crusade? Yeah. I'm sure he's done a bunch of shit. No, but he's like hangs out with Patrick Stewart and shit, yeah. Probably done a bunch of like dog food commercials on the BBC or Snorting something. Snorting cocaine. Out of hell of mirrors pussy. Helen... Dude, have you seen Helen Mirren when she was, like, in the 60s? Have you seen Helen Mirren, like, two years ago? Well, yeah, I, I face first and her pussy then, but imagine 62. Like, well, she was... Actually, she was weirdly banging. Enough, actually, weirdly enough, we're looking up, um, like, early pictures of, of Betty White, who was quite the looker. I saw a couple of those today because of her birthday, which yeah. we're not talking about. She's 32. But holy balls, what a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Five years ago, when she was 26, she was hot. <laughs> and now she's 32. She's not old! She's gonna make movies! Okay. I think Arizona showed that they can play to the end of anything. They can play through adversity. Because uh, things, momentum-wise, weren't looking very great for them in the second half of that game. Um, they kind of had to... They thought they were getting the nail in the coffin, and then Green Bay comes back with the Hail Mary <laughs> to make it overtime, and they turn around overtime and then march right down the field and score. Um, I think that team has the heart to beat this other team, Carolina, who I think has gotten off easy on an easy schedule. Um, I think they. Oh, this is a bold prediction. I, I think that. I think that they are very, very much beatable. Uh, they have the kind of defense to play that team. And they have both of these coaches. It's kind of an epic old tough guy, gridiron. Fucking coaches. I like the coaches on both ends. Bruce Arians and Ron Rivera are fucking hard-nosed old-school football coaches right there. So no matter what, we're in for a good game. I don't see this game being... A blowout like today against Seattle. I see this game is going to be a close game. Uh, I'm not going to call any scores, but I got no, Arizona we, winning by less than four. We don't call scores unless unless uh, Justin's here. Um, for you gambling addicts, I I I'm going to take pretty much everything you just said and flip it flip for it the, around for the Panthers. Fuck you. Nah, it's not fuck you. It's just 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 how I feel. I, I like the uh, maneuverability with uh, Cam against this defense. They're not the same as the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I like I like the Panthers at home. 
besides that, I really don't know what else to say. They they don't they don't have amazing receivers, but they were able to make plays today against the Seahawks. They're going against a lesser secondary. They're not. When I say lesser, like go from step ten to step nine. Right. Um, Still a good secondary. Very good secondary. Very good defense. Very good defense. They're gonna have to stop the run. I I feel like. I think the Panthers coaching organization has seen what they did wrong today, especially in the second half. Put the ball in Cam's hands. Screw next year. Next year means nothing. Win. I, I got I got the Panthers winning a close game. They're going to win by three. I think a field goal decides this game. Going the field other goal. way, honey. I think a field goal decides this game the other side. Outside of the zoo... Are there Panthers in Carolina? No. Huh. So. Outside of the zoo, are there tigers in Detroit? At this point, probably. Okay, shut the fuck up. Lions, tigers. Bears? Bears. Oh my. Chicago. Are there 49ers in San Francisco? No, but that makes sense because it was the 1849ers. <laughs> are there Steelers? They're named after the steel industry. Uh-huh. These things make sense. Where are the Broncos? In are there any giants? Where the old in west? Where the frontier? Where are the Broncos now? Where's that big blue one up by DIA? They're taking it down. Lucifer. Huh. Um, Where's the Redskins in Washington? <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> My fault. Maybe they should just change their name to Pox Blankets. Um, dolphins in Miami. Are there Patriots yeah. in New England? How many Buccaneers are in Tampa Bay? Lots of Pirates. Um, well, no, but like, I can see like the logic on a lot of these team names. Lots of Lakers in L.A.? No, they moved Actually, to Actually, there's LA no Lakes in L.A. Moved to L.A. where there are no Lakes. Is there jazz in Utah? Moved to Utah where they don't love music. <laughs> I think those are the only two I can remember from basketball. Um, That's pretty much where they went and ended it. Yeah. But like, if there used to be the Minnesota Lakers. Like, Are there Chiefs in Kansas City? Not anymore. That's racist too, but no one cares. What about Rams? Were there any Rams in L.A.? Where were they from originally? St. Louis? Actually, they're from L.A. I don't know that. Are there they're Bears like in Chicago? Sh- I think they're originally from like Chicago and Milwaukee. Chicago, yeah, there might be Bears. You're getting, you're getting up. You're getting up to the like northern of the city of. Are Chicago. there Packers in Green Bay? Yeah, I still don't quite know where that came from. I got a good all idea. All the fudge packing. See, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> there a bunch of cheese. Fires. Are there Chargers in San Diego? My point. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> what about the San Francisco Giants? <laughs> huh? Is there a lot of Giants uh-huh. out there. We're in New York. Are there Seahawks in Seattle? Not very many avalanches Probably. in Denver. No, they're called something else. They changed the name. Seagulls. They're like flying rat sucking trash fish. <laughs> of the skies. <laughs> Bats. Either chicken, way, the real name is not very flattering. Uh, I'm going to pick your line. Are there Blue Devils and Duke? <laughs> Duke. <laughs> I am so sorry I brought this up. 
<laughs> Duke. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> We're Duke fans too. Huge Duke fans. We're gonna be the basically in the top twenty-five next week. Yeah. Oh, they hate Duke. They're gonna put us like at twenty-two. We lost two in a row. Two in a row. Two at home. Get what you get. Are there Broncos Wildcats and Patriots? Doug, I want to hear your input. This is not going to be pretty. <coughs> um, we're playing here. Yep. Yep. Land of the Broncos. <laughs> They're probably Broncos in Colorado. That makes sense. Yeah, wild horses running everywhere. Mick Jagger can't shut up. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. I did. I, well, also, I'm totally just looking up the IMDb of the guy who was the uh, Templar Knight. In, uh, he did a lot of stage shit. So the Patriots in New England are rampant. They trying used to, to be. Trying to enslave all the Negress left and right. Oh, okay, well, moving on. <laughs> well, you're going to stop after Redskins. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I think All the close eagles game. flying I, through Philadelphia. I think having listened to you guys, honestly, Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. This is worse than him calling out all the girls on the Facebook page. Um, Charlotte Smith, you're still a whore. I hate you. <laughs> um, I would say if they can get the pressure on Brady, we've got it. If they can't, can you really get? I hate you. That's too. not a pick. Have you day. Um, well, well, we managed to make God bleed once. We used to say we can't do it again. Broncos. All the Cowboys in Dallas. Have you been to Dallas? Ain't no Cowboys down there. There's right? lots of Texans in Houston, though. Oh, there's just a bunch of Yeah, no, that, that there's nothing but Categorically, Texans yes. Houston. Oh. See, there see. are nothing but Texans in Houston. Well, you say true. it's the worst name. The Dallas name should be Dallas White People with Big Hair. You got to do the sniff so you can smell that. It should be like the Dallas, like JRs. Well, guns. The Dallas Ewings. I'm scared about next week, brother. Mm-hmm. I'm scared, man. My friend Ryan Silva. I want to see where you go with this. Oh, okay. It's not going to detour me. I just want to see where you go first. Well, I'm horrified as well. Uh, Broncos haven't really instilled much confidence in. The way they played the lot. We just spoke about the last five weeks about the way they with played. the new quarterback this week. Um, what? Allegedly healthy. Manning hadn't played till this week. Oh. We're probably going to be minus Chris Harris Jr. is my guess. They're going to be plus Julian Edelman. We played him tight before. Uh, I don't see the the Patriots don't usually lose two games to the same team. Did we beat them with Osweiler or Manning? Osweiler. 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 Yeah. Um, Going to need a lot of things to go our way. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots reluctantly. I think the Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl if they go back, but that's my pick. Um, Just to kind of piggyback what he said, the Patriots don't usually win here in the playoffs. We usually win this game here in the playoffs. 
We've done that with Jake Plummer. We've done that with Peyton Manning. We've done that with different styles of football. Um, because of that, I'm going to take the Broncos at home. This is not where Peyton Manning dominates. This is, or, could I just fucking undersold us. This is not where Tom Brady dominates the house. Tom Brady lost his first playoff game here. Tom Brady's lost here numerous times in the playoffs. Because of that, I'm taking the Broncos at home. Seven points. I have nothing else to put there. Nothing else. I'm taking He's the Broncos. He's got nothing at home. but heart. Leading and, the direction. And statistics. And how it's gone down before. Which we beat the Patriots at home in the playoffs. That's what I'm going with. Tough one. It's a tough one. I think it'll be really hard. We've already started out in Vegas as plus two. That half. means they they predict a tie game. If they give you a fucking two to three point loss at your house, they're predicting a tie game. They don't know who's gonna win. No, it's just know. to swing the really just to swing the, the it's it's to swing the the Bronco fans to start to throw money at it. Mm-hmm. They'll drop the spread by maybe a point. Uh, depending on how many people start to take those points. Yeah. Uh, basically, a two-and-a-half point spread pretty much tells you Vegas thinks this is going to be a three-point game either way. Top or bottom. It's a swing game. I, I will take the Broncos at home. I will take the Broncos at home. I will hope I am very wrong. We Doug. will make sure that's known. We will make sure. Put that on Twitter right now. I am very wrong. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!